thank you for recording this. This generation, uh, and you're starting to realize the stock on our generation is dying, like the fucking stock market. <laughs> our, our, I think our generation was kind of whack in a way, like because I, I, I don't, I don't know, maybe, and this is just you know hindsight. Like I feel like your brother's generation had this swag and grit to it, right? They were the last generation that was kind of like, man, fuck this, and still kind of beef it out and fight someone, right? Like, like what? Really, what is that? Like, what kinda, is that generation? What is that? Ah, uh, man, I have to look at Generation X, I believe. Okay, Gen X. And we are Gen, like Gen, Gen Z millennial. Millennial, Gen millennial right? Gen, millennial. Gen Z, uh, yeah, whatever, X, Y, I, I guess millennial. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, I mean, if you do it properly, right? So yeah. this is just what I thought. It's pre- pretty stupid. We weren't caught up in two different, we were, we, well, we're the elder state ones, so we kind of lean more kind of to Gen, Gen X, you know, as it crosses over. Mm-hmm. But we got we were in between technology and the slight crippling of technology while the generation of us next are in the the process of the empowerment of technology mm-hmm. you know even though some of it was paved the way by us we were we're in the middle of gen x and uh, uh gen x and and whatever this is right now but there's a lot of things that i look back at it like when we grew up into our prime times of like being 19 to 24 or whatever mm-hmm. I look at even like music, right? We're like, okay, so what happened to us? All right, we had 9-11, which happens to other generations too. Mm-hmm. But this is like when we're getting out and trying to establish ourselves, 9-11, right? Hurricane Katrina, this, when we finally got to a 26, 27-year-old age, you know, the, the housing market, you know, that was when a lot, like usually on trajectory, that's when people our age are starting to get home, starting to settle down. Usually, like based off of previous generation, between 24 to 28 is when people start to, you know, get into the range of buying a home or whatever. But that pushes us back too. Yeah. You know, and we also like if it goes affected by the dot com. But then I also think about like musical influence and, and like some of the people who are so hot at that time was like Nelly. Like that. I've always think of like the, 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 the Nelly, when Nelly was hot, you're like, damn. Did the you Super know? Bowl. Yeah. Like, but it is where I mean I'm all over the place, but I even think about like think about some of the, the worst some of the worst NBA draft was between nineteen or two thousand to two thousand two, right? In a basketball like if you look at the, the NBA draft and from two thousand, two thousand one to two thousand two, I can I could probably name Yao Ming, Tyson Chandler, Paul Gasol. Uh, I want to say I want to say maybe maybe uh, Agent Zero, right? And that was like our graduation time, right? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like yeah. kind of kind of like not a lot of talent, right? That is strange. This is when And One was making like headway. It was making a lot of headway, right? You got And One shorts. I, well, I mean, And One was making headway in 94, 95, but it really picked up by 90s. 98 or 99 with mixtapes whenever that fucking uh, nike commercial came out is when and one acknowledged there's competition for that it was on their own little planet but it gained so big because basketball culture was booming slam yeah. magazine east bay shoe culture everything that everybody fucks with now is is what our shit is but that's on the good side back to the bad shit so go ahead so uh, <laughs> NBA yeah, draft so the worst the worst uh uh I'm NBA brand is basketball is strange. Who was winning the championships around those years? The Spurs? Well, the Lake, Spurs? Lakers. Lakers. Oh, okay. Sure. That was the Kobe Lakers. Yeah, that was the Kobe Lakers, man. Uh, this is when the NBA is going that, through that, some that turmoil. Was, 
but that was, I mean, I think too, at the same time, that's when the, I mean, yeah, the terminal, because at that same time we had to, you know, it benefited my team, but the ref, you know? Uh, oh yeah, that's right. This you is know? the era of the Mitchell and Ness when everybody's wearing like Ness. old yeah. food. Like what I'm looking right now. Yeah. yeah. That's what everybody looked like on the side. I, I mean, I mean, I'm just spitballing. I mean, this is what this was, uh, depending on how you feel, like this hey. was the rise of little Wayne. You know what I'm saying? Little and, Wayne, and, yes. And yes. it wasn't until to me, 2008, Little Wayne, the Carter Three, was when I was like, that was hot. This was the rise of the dominance of Jay Z. Mm. You know, depending on how you feel, when we were growing up, the early stages of Jay Z was was okay. Oh yeah, he was like middle of the tier. I mean, he wasn't on my radar. I wasn't collecting yeah. Jay Z albums like that. I was like, mm. no, no, I heard of him. Like, That's cool. I mean, H to the Izzo was a hot song, and then you had the Black album, which was supposed to be his last album, but then it ended up being... Like his first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Back Like You Never Left. I do like that album, but a lot of that's... The, Kanye, oh, the Black album is... is it, yeah. Which one? Uh, Blueprint or Black Album? Uh, Black Album. Black Album yeah. for me. Blueprint yeah. got some hits, but Black Album did it for me. Encore was... Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> Encore. Well, see, mine is uh, the, uh, the public service announcement. Oh yeah, dun, 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 which Jason just played. Yeah, just plays too. Or oh, even, man. or even Ninth Wonder doing the uh, that that sample of R. Kelly. This is a warning. Don't the threat song. Oh this yeah, is the biggest yeah, yeah. Threat. Mm -hmm. yeah. Damn. Yeah. See, and that's crazy. That was his retirement album. I remember listening yeah. to that shit uh, quite a bit. I, I was a fan. Uh, Boogie, we used a lot of uh, those tracks as well. Then you had, then you had. Well, and then I'm thinking of like. Then I'm thinking, well, you had uh, Stank on you. Oh yeah, bombs yep. over Baghdad was fire. That was our, that was our like kind of high school graduation. No, we got We got to do the bad stuff. Do the bad stuff. Okay, okay, but so that's this is not, interesting because I always think not, that our generation bad. is shit. That that that's not bad, but uh, like for a while until Jay Z <laughs> became who he was, Jay Z for most of us was kind of whack growing up at first. He wasn't he wasn't Biggie or whatever. You, you know, you had you still had. Um, you still had the nine thousand albums coming out of, out of um, what was it Wayne? Well, Wayne, but yeah, that, that whole group from either um, Master Cash P money. or yeah, Cash or, Money or fucking uh, No Limit Soldiers. You know no what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh yeah, that was yeah, that was a bad era. Like all that the camo world that we were all living in for a while. You know the colored camos, the the, the, the pink shirts coming hot from Cameron. You know? Oh yeah, the pink movement that was that and was the, big though, and, the, and like the extra 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 large white T-shirts. But then the tall tee was even like in. Oh yeah, that's too. What, I guess that's what I meant. The tall tee white. Well, see, but there's whatever. a there's a XXX at large, but then the tall tee was created after the XXX yeah. at large. I was like, it's not just see, a dress. And it was kind of weird because <laughs> like I wanna I wanna say it was bad, but it was probably enjoyable. Uh, you get, then you had the hyphy movement that like lasted maybe three years max. I mean, at least like, in the like, spotlight, like, yes. Like in a spotlight, you know <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, you can make that argument, yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah, like, like it wasn't until, until E-40, which he should be, like, ah, like I'm going to be blasted. Most people keep talking about Mac Dre. I'm like, E-40, in my opinion. He's been doing it for, like, mainstream-wise and putting Bleo slash kind of the bay on the map since Sprinkle Me, man. You know, oh, this is like 92, very 93. Strong. Yeah, but you can call me Hurricane. Oh, you know what that reminds me of? Fucking fifth grade. And uh, I forgot who had the Miami jacket uh, in our class, but he had the starter Miami jacket. And that song just came out. And I remember he would be singing it. It was a white dude. I forgot his name. 
But anyways, David Buxom or whatever. No, it, it might have been David. I mean, we yeah. all a lot of us had starter jackets, but it was the Miami one. I was like, Dude, that's when starter man. jackets were hot. Back well, then. okay, okay. Question, hot. question about question about starter jackets, right? Uh, so there was the I want to say there was the 94, 95 starter jacket, and then they came out with like the ninety six starter jacket that was a little bit bigger, kind of like because you you know what I'm talking about. There's two different versions. Which oh, one yeah, did yeah. you like more? Oh, let me, let me look. Let I me have both. I, fine. I don't have the I don't have the ninety sixes. I think I have like the early nineties. Um, I, I think they're both good. I think they're both. Are you talking about just the Anorak ones that came out? Uh, see, I, I have to. Oh, 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 I have to rock with the early ninety, the ninety six. Ooh, Those actually, that's that's a, oh, yeah, the one that pulled over. Ooh, actually, oh, pullovers are strong. Great. I think to me, when the pullovers were out, that's when it was its most popular. Like starter jackets were like that's when motherfuckers was getting killed for them. I think when the pullovers came about. Dude, yeah, the pullover. Oh, okay, let me see you. Unless that was during the era, because you know the L.A. Kings, like that jacket. I yeah, still got uh, that jacket. Well, like, that, when, that, it, uh, during the '90s, when you know NWA was hot, like that starter jacket was like sold out, sold out. Let me just I'm see, that's early jacket. Yeah, I'm trying to see because there was the there was one that came out later, mm. right? Like a one year, and then there was another year version, and it came out, and it was. I think it was fire because I had a Cowboys one. Oh, the one with the fucking like lines. Oh, uh, you know what? I had the uh, you know what? No, sorry, I had the Orlando one, but it was a bigger. Which one was that one? Which one was that one? Here, let me see if I can. Let me see. Yeah, because you know, you know, you already know I was, I was about Penny Hardaway. By the oh, way, oh man, Penny his, uh, was his, his first shoes are coming out again. Like a uh, authentic re-release. Like which one? The the one with the big ass Nike symbol on it. Yes, the oh, re-release of the first I one. And might have I, to get those. I, I'm gonna have to get those. Dude. I might have to get. Them. I always I wanted care. those. You were the only care. motherfucker that had it. I was like, oh, this whole market's got those goddamn. Yeah, that one is hard. But yeah, look at that, that one. Yeah, because yeah. I remember we were. I think I, because I I wanted to say that was the. I don't know what year it was, but I remember that's, about, that's the later version. Years. Yeah, that was later. The later year sure. one was like, yo, that was fire. Everybody had to get those starter jackets. Fucking a, dude. You know those are coming back. If not, they're already back. Oh yeah, I think they. I clicked on one website. It looks like they're already coming back. Yeah, well, see, that's what I'm saying. That's strange. Like, it end. Is that it? Like, is there no more innovation in fashion like that? Or are we just so in love with our shit? Like, we're just there. We're, we're the ones keeping it stock up because we're still alive. <laughs> like, yeah, well, it's, weird, it's a weird thing. <laughs> it's it's a weird thing because like, um, I mean, maybe because like sometimes there there's fashion forward stuff that goes on. And we check it out and we're like, that's kind of whack, you know. Mm. But depending on who you who you look at, like sometimes I look at like fashion shows and whatnot, and I watch what people are wearing. I'm like, what is this? So this is not like practical fashion that most people will wear. It's like you know? a comedy. It's like an SNL skit. <laughs> Dude, like some people like maybe oh, you know what? Back to the future was right again. Remember, remember when he was wearing his jacket and it was hella loose? That's oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. were buying sweaters like that, mm-hmm. you know. See, man, this we we doing the we following what the movies are doing, man. Skynet, Skynet, <laughs> dude, they got us, man. But I think to your point, like you said, like that, like shitting on our generation is interesting because I'm of the belief up until this point, as you were saying it, though, I was like, we did contribute a lot of like whack shit <laughs> to the to the ether, but we also kind of followed the same 
uh model from the generation before too in a lot of ways you know what i'm saying like yeah like, like the boy like band we, thing like we had the nsync and we had backstreet boys like uh that whole we relived that again in our generation yeah no really we really did it was like let's bring up like if you really think about it the boy band started in the 90s when we were start, certain or probably in fourth or fifth grade and then it came back eight years later when we were in high school you know what i'm saying yeah like, like, think about this. It started in the early 90s, 90, just say 1991, 92, kind of died off in 93. Then it came back almost four years later. So our whole generation was kind of caught up with that boy band. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, and I'm talking about our informative years from, from pretty much nine years old to about 18 years old. Mm-hmm. It ruled. Yep. That was New Kids on the Block, man. I remember yeah. faintly New Kids on the Block, and I was just like, this boy band shit's the real deal. Like, this is happening again. And then it's happening again. Like, it's just with Korean people now. Well, yeah, <laughs> so yeah, it's like, K-pop now. Yeah, it's K-pop. What? Yeah, This is so crazy. Anime is like a commonly watched thing amongst the popular people. Everybody who's Everybody's watching anime. It's a source of streaming on most people's streaming platforms <laughs> as a channel. Like, oh, yes, the anime channel. Perfect. Like this is strange, but our generation have contributed some horrible, horrible things. What do you think? Well, so you for a minute you said that you thought we had a dope generation. I so, did. I, I think we do. I think it comes with it. I think I hear more praise about it than we're all we're all slipping our own farts. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, no, our generation is shit because we over here like, look, they imitating our generation every day. I go into a champs. Look at that. They got all of our gear left. You know, I got the OGs. We've been collecting like a lot of the main collectors are like our age. You know, true, like, true. Like I like got three stacks game, of this. Yes, yeah. The shoe yeah. game got fucked over by our, our generation. Yeah. You, you know, yeah. I mean, oh yeah, you good. Like, Can you see me? Yes, sir. Okay, so our generation, generation, I think, like, I will say that our generation also kind of, like, trailblazed new ideas of how to do things, right? And what I mean by that is, like, in a tech world to be, like, like, what this generation's doing now is kind of paved from us fucking the system. Meaning that, like, YouTube, Right. A lot of the YouTube was based off of our generation, meaning that like some people were like, oh, you made money. Fuck it. I don't I don't want to do a nine to five all the time. Like when did that when did that become hot? Kind of in our generation of, of and, and like you said, we're the older part of it. But it started in our generation where it was just like, why do the nine to five? Why work for someone else? Do your own like type of thing. Mm-hmm. That was a real big thing during our generation of like, nah, well, let's not do the same job all the time. Let's figure out different ways. Let me let me play World of Warcraft all day. Let me stream myself playing World of Warcraft. True. You know, true. there was a new world upon us, and we were like the, we were in the bridge phase. We were the. Yeah, it feels like we were just you know like the it was like a transition period because there was there was a lot of duality going on. There was a, for something there was the opposite. Like if TV was kicking it, then that means uh, the internet was just as fire. And you can't yeah. really tell where everybody's in. We're still to believe, yeah, that like well, I mean, we, we 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 ad- we adapted technology. Like we actually changed with the, like our generation literally was technology, right? Yeah. Like we grew up, and you're like, oh, learn how to play how to play trick or the trail. 
Mm -hmm. Oh, look at a Palm Pilot. Oh, there's this thing called cell phones. Mm -hmm. And we grew up watching people have cell phones in high school called Zach Morris, which was expensive. Yeah. Right. And then it became kind of more uh, uh, popular when we came. We had AOL Instant Messenger. Yeah. That's why our, our, you know, the beginning of antisocial media. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Hey, that's true. That's true. Or whatever, you know. We witnessed it. But see, that's what's interesting. The new generation is uh, just kind of already linked in with it it's 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 at a capacity that's very uh ever-changing it evolves yeah. so quickly but it's a very solid you know like the internet is here clearly and it's a very important part to play going forward at least uh and this generation just walks into its you know into that like you said it's like you know they're already living the light years ahead where we're over here like damn we just saw the transition in our lifetime <laughs> yeah like what what it's insane it's on us because like you said the innovation came during our era you know well yeah i think i think at one point we decided to share information opposed to gatekeep it mm. right like sharing information was like sharing pokemon cards and, <laughs> and pogs or whatever right we we're like what do you think people were doing before the internet you know what I'm saying? I mean, we had to, you had to, you had to go all the way to like a, you know, a library and read about it. But like, I think about, I, I say that because I think about um, music, right? Making music. Like when I was first getting in, I didn't know where to start. And it wasn't until I, I read uh, what was it, Scratch Magazine. The Scratch Magazine came out, and that was the first place to figure out where to go. But even when I was going through the early stages of learning how to do it, people weren't really trying to teach you how to do samples or whatever you know what i'm saying because people people aren't trying to teach you their secrets and stuff they're trying to hold it in and now right now you can go on to a website and people will share that stuff freely mm -hmm. on a youtube channel mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. so it I, I think that like you know like i said we're the older state of that so it, it started to it didn't trickle down we weren't the first, we weren't the ones doing it. It's the ones after us, you know, but because we still have old school Gen X mentality on certain parts, mm -hmm. but we did fight for these things, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, we did. We did. Yeah, that is crazy. Man, it's crazy to think about, you know, because we're in that, you know, that mode of reflection. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think the good stuff we brought into it, like you said, I think the integration of technology and being like the test dummies for a lot of the tech, the tech, you know, like uh, <clears throat> what's that called? Like those uh, Blu-ray discs. Was it Blu-ray? Well, we had DVDs first. Oh, DVDs. Oh, no, no, no. Well, no, no, but we had laser discs. We had we had laser discs. Laser discs. <laughs> laser discs. <laughs> like wow. I said, I can, I can remember that, but I can't remember Mag Miller's name right off the bat. That's true. Eric Montross, everybody. Eric Montross. Eric Montross, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pull some weird stuff out of my ass and I'll send you like But that was see, cause think about it. Instead of on the internet, you know, we was doing look at the back of fucking basketball cards all day. Dude, and yeah, magazines. We, we were forced to, I mean, not in the generation before us, but we were forced to remember stuff. Like if you were to ask me back maybe 10 years ago to cite recite certain people's stats, I knew it. Mm -hmm. Now I can hardly remember shit. That's just because not only get older, but because we really I think we really on technology a lot of time. Right. We, we just do a lot of like nonsense. We, we, <laughs> Yeah, we fill in a lot of nonsense, we read a lot of nonsense, and we're not really forced to remember stuff. You know what I'm saying? 
or we're only kind of given a certain small amount of information and we just kind of go from there. <laughs> like they're only limiting what we see and it's being tailor fitted to each other. So we're being separated as we speak. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. But then, but then again, right now, the generation's like breaking all types of like different norms that we know of, right? Like things mm -hmm. that were like, you know, we knew existed, but just definitely seems like it's a lot more now. You know, like especially things like, like growing up, you probably knew who might have been gay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. But then it wasn't and, like a, a, it wasn't anything. It wasn't like a big deal. No, it's, it wasn't it's, taboo. It's, it, it, I don't even think it still is a big deal, right? Oh no, definitely not. But but I, because uh, like when you if you're cool with someone, it was like. It's how, how can I say it? I don't, I don't know. Maybe I sound wrong for saying this, but like, I think you knew someone was gay, didn't have a problem as long as you didn't bring that itch around you. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah. Like, we, but we, that's like, when we were able know. to say shit like that, too, though, openly. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like, I don't want that gay shit around me. <laughs> like, yeah. fuck you, do it. And yeah. but that's how it was. Now it's like we've gotten to the point where, hey, man, you can't say anything. Like, this is just, man, we've been reduced to rubble. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Like, we really can't say anything. It's like uh, I was hearing a snippet of something. They were saying something. I mean, it's offensive to call a girl attractive at this point. I was like, that's crazy. Like, where the fuck do we, you know, how do you even approach, you know, shit like that? It's like they made yeah. us, they flipped us around. That's what yeah. happened in our generation, too. Like, when we always bring up, you know, old school 90s sitcoms and how kind of the landscape of TV changed a little bit for, you know, character basis amongst men and Kind That's of funny. how that changed. What was it honeymooners or whatever? Where like dude, like we talk about slapping his wife. Pow, Allison to the moon or whatever. <laughs> Yo, that's for real, man. That was a generation where it was like so popular. It was on TV, like it was right like on a smacker. <laughs> <laughs> like, Don't get me wrong, I'm not advocating for it, but it's no, just that just gives, that's no. to show you that wasn't that long ago. So yeah, I don't know. I'm not saying it's warranted. It's just funny how that was existing at the time. Like, like, so, you know, the last, the last, like, so you had Al Bundy was the last, well, I mean, probably the other one. You had Al Bundy, right? Who was like super, super like male chauvinist, right? <laughs> like blatantly. And that was the comedy of the show, right? Where you had, where had his, his neighbor who was, you know, this other girl that was like, nah, pro women, everything. I'm like, get out of here, you boy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then, and then you had the docile husband. Right, mm -hmm. who I guess ended up being kind of a CIA agent secretly or whatever, like Darcy, which was some weird story, right? Yeah. So, you, so you had that, right? But then we look at like a lot of like, uh, like the the husbands on TVs when we started growing up, right? Like literally, like you think of, well, even like maybe obviously it's cartoon, so it's not realistic. But you had Homer, who wasn't bright, kind of dumb, right? Mm -hmm. Then you have then you have Peter Griffin, mm -hmm. fat, not bright. Kind of dumb, right? Uh, I'm trying to think of other other father figures on shows that were like were like kind of doofus or whatever, um, bumbling. Because it was it wasn't that it wasn't that way. I will say it wasn't that way in my opinion on black TV shows. <laughs> like I think of Fresh Prince, the father wasn't a doofus or anything like that. No, that's true. You know what I'm saying? You, you think of even Family Matter, not that case. You know. The whole friend series, all of them were doofuses. <laughs> oh, a lot of the guys were, were pretty 
And that was uh, the most popular spineless, show. Spi- kind of spineless in a way, you know? That was the most popular show of our generation. <laughs> that just yeah. goes to show you. And all three guys were like cornballs. <laughs> yeah. Now, now, I would say Seinfeld was hot, but then, like, I, and I'll granted, this is just rule of numbers, right? You'd have one doofus, which I would probably consider George was the biggest doofus, but I love, but George is also despicable, which I absolutely love. True. True. You know? Uh, <laughs> his his standard was, was addictive. But I'm trying to think of other ones though. Maybe I'm just spitting on my, you know, spitballing. But I mean, I feel the like, office like Steve well, Carell. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know I'll just say uh, something with uh, Kevin, something like um, kind of heavy set dude. Oh, he, oh he, yeah. Uh, oh, what is that? Queen of something, right, or something. Yeah, Queen of Kings or something like that. Yeah, maybe? something like that. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and then they made like they broke that show up just to make another show that was kind of similar. That was confusing because I, I thought the show ended and then what? Then you had Ray Romano, kind of kind of similar in a way. Yeah, see, come on, man. I I forgot about what was that show called? The Ray Romano joint. Uh, something about Ray. I don't know. Oh, something <laughs> about like, Raymond. No, 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 no. Is this something about Raymond or no? That's something Raymond, right? Sounds about right. That's that's so Raymond. That's, that's a different show. <laughs> that's so Raymond. <laughs> <laughs> Shouts out Raven Simone. <laughs> Raymond Simone. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, even that, dude. Even doing that during our generation and having Raven Simone, the you know, on the Cosby Show, like that's so crazy. And then to ultimately become, you know, you know, all the pathways to her success. It was like, huh. Was that yeah, supposed now, to happen? That's such a strange pathway. And we go into the child superstar pathway. You're like, huh, Britney Spears, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, you're going to go down like, that route. Yeah. Most of them I was all like, what did we do in our generation? Most of them with us. What they did in our generation is more what people did to us. Like, so uh, oh, yeah. Oh, see. So it is an experiment. You you know, well, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> there were kids, right? Now, what happened to our generation? You're a kid. The people at Disney or these other shows, they gave access to these kids too early. Certain things sometimes, you know? They're probably mm. seeing things. Drugs was ridiculously hot in the 80s, early 90s. Mm. And, you know, that's when we were growing up, you know? Crack mm. epidemics in the 80s mm. to, like, oh. to the 90s of gangster rap and gangster stuff. Gangster rap, know? weed. Yeah. Songs about e. weed, so it's like, I'm not sitting there saying that our generation wasn't messed up, but you have to also think about who was parenting us and who was leading us at that time to mess us up. You know what oh, I'm saying? Because we don't, like, you don't, you're a kid, you don't lead. Ah, so it is the generation before us. Well, it's not, it's not that generation. Oh, no, the generation, generation before them. For that, yeah. Just it. Mm. Yeah, so it's not. We would call those baby boomers. Baby boomers, yeah. Uh, they get a bad rap. Oh, imagine that, being a baby boomer and being hated on when you're like, how old are they, 60 now, 70? 60, 70, yeah. Oh, man, can you imagine being 60, um, 70 yeah. and the whole generation? Man, you guys, it's because of you guys. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, a lot of it is, some of it is, it is, like, our economy is all jacked up. because. But is it really their fault, though? They just happen to live in that time. Well, I mean, it's, here's the thing. (laughs) For the most part, in a weird way, a generation accepts a way of thinking, right? Oh, there you go. You know, because that generation before us was kind of like the World War, the Vietnam, and they had a very harsh way of thinking, right? Mm. And that's not because that, like, it's, not they asked to be there it's just something that you're born into and then you accept that that is what is the norm at that time right and i joke around with the baby boomers but i i say i was <laughs> joking around with my mom like it's y'all fault 
He's like, what are you talking about? It's like, well, you guys, you know, uh, you know, great, great, great women wanted to date entire men. You know what that, that happened though, right? Now you have two dual income homes, right? And now because you have dual income homes, right? Double tax. Double tax, but then you also, right, drive prices up. Now you see you're getting money from two sides, right? And now the value of homes start to go up because now people have the money to do that, right? Mm-hmm. And then and then I always joke around, um, like the, I, I want to say in the maybe late seventies, late seventies, early eighties. When was the boom of 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 fast food restaurants? I want to say the. I mean, I think it was in the early like 50s 60s where it was like a thing like you know like sitting outside and how movies were yeah and then i think it kind of just went into the big corporation where mcdonald's i think hit their stride like in the in the 80s like really hard like when tv really got in and and mcdonald's was really able to get in there with advertising Mm -hmm. i mean think about the collabs they used to do even in the 90s when they were going strong you're talking about like with movies like beanie babies uh olympics you know they were dude michael jordan and mcdonald's is like hand in hand you know what i'm saying like yeah that whole era so mcdonald's so thrives the, so i'm thinking that's during our generation yeah the 50s and 60s was like was that generation yeah. and but then in like the i want to say in the 70s and 80s is when it started to be more processed food true that yes mm-hmm. and, and that's what i'm saying like you know, the certain ones starts i mean you know i'm spitball i should do more research on it but like yeah, we're you know, i want to say I wanted to say, like, later on, it started to be more processed food, the quicker, quicker way to create, like, a, a, a higher demand in food. And then also, I want to say, like, fast food was booming, but you still had parents cooking. Like, going to fast food was a luxury. Luxury, you know? Mm-hmm. It was a treat. It was a treat. It's not something you eat, it, like, three it, times when, a day and shit like that. Well, we grew up, it started, and now, now I think also different generations or different backgrounds, but when we grew up, it was more of like, uh, you know what? Let's feed this kid fast food because I'm too tired to cook. Well, dual income, like you said, the the advent of two working parents, ain't no one got no time to be cooking. So that's why the food started to take a different turn. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, more readily available meals, quicker things, one one pot, one meal, you know. Um, yeah, like a lot of different things thrive because of the new condition. Mm. Like you, said, you said one pot, right? It's one pot considered bad oh no or what do you mean like, what do you like mean? casserole style cooking like you oh, know, okay like, okay everything in a pot jambalaya like shit like that like uh, okay okay like whatever hamburger helper is essentially in a shortcut that that idea of one pot one family type thing it made sense because you're talking about man well now you know two full working time people income dual income you know keeping up with the joneses yeah no time for that the microwave revolution uh you know uh along with the tv and you know, fast paced, go, 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 you know, we're now we're in the era of coffee and shit, like, and caffeine, and everybody trying to find peace. Like, this is the, it's a strange dynamic in, in its shift, at least on the emphasis through, through nutrition, you know? Yeah. Oh, by the way, so speaking of food and cooking last night, or, or was the last, yeah, last night, I tried to do, to this like, salmon alfredo mm. and the whole timing i did with it was way off so i was like hey, what i what I was, I was trying a different method right because i was trying to figure out so when should i put the salmon into the sauce to let it cook in the sauce 
because, uh, and I could be wrong, uh, but my theory was sometimes when you cook the meat within the sauce, the meat flavor falls into the sauce, which brings out a different texture to it all, to it all, right? And so I was like, okay, let's do that. And I still season the meat, right? So I, what I did was I, I kind of like pan fried it real quick to make it light. And then I was like, when I was looking, I was like, what I was hoping, and I kind of did this wrong, I should have probably put more oil in there because what I wanted to do was take it out, let the grease of the, the, the salmon, like, like in, in the whatever, the cooking and juices of the grease, and then put in the, the milk and try to make the sauce from that and let that thicken and then put the meat back in, right? But what I did instead, I just left it in there and then put the milk and whatever. And what happened, it turned into, it turned the salmon into like mush, right? It was still, it, it was, still, it was more flaky. There. Yeah, it was all yeah. flaky and it was still yeah. whatever, but it kind of reminded me when I was making it, it kind of reminded me at one point it was kind of sleepy uh-huh. because I was like, did I like, I add a little bit of water, but because I didn't time it right and let it thicken properly, it uh-huh. reminded me of, of the that soup at Olive Garden, the the, uh, the, one with the not the minestrone. I don't know. I might say the wrong name, but it's the one with it's that's like white with the meat in there and the potatoes. Clam chowder? No, it's it's not clam chowder. Let me see if I can look it up. Olive Garden. White with famous uh, Olive Garden. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know if it's uh, uh, Zupa. Tasca? Oh, Zupa. Zupa. I want to say it's that one. Yeah, because it's, it's white with like beef or whatever in there. Okay. So you ended up making and, and like a like a, like a yeah like a, in a weird way. And it's actually funny because when I was looking at it and I started to eat it, I was like, because uh, I had put spinach in there too, and I was okay. like, oh, it starts to look like it, you know. Ah, this one just ended up making an impromptu soup. <laughs> but but then I put the noodles in there and then like it let it sit a little bit to thicken up. But I was just like, up. yeah. But I was just like, kind of reminded me of that. Is it Zupa? Because it has. I'm, I am seeing the right one where, where it had the. It's like kind of white, kind of um, creamy, but then it had like meat in there and potato. Sounds right to me. Shit. Yeah. So, nice. but yeah, and I was just like, damn it. But it, but I, I, what I think was what I, when I cooked it and I cooked the the meat back into it and let it cook, like I was wondering why it was more soupy and all I could think was like the natural fat and the the meat started to probably bleed into the the, the sauce. Milk takes a while a, to thicken. Milk takes a while. I, yeah. Okay. That too. Probably. Yeah. Usually, you know, like not a, probably. I know you with cream. Know. I think with like heavy cream. If you ever work with heavy cream, that shit like comes out like hell. Sorry, me let me correct myself. It was half and half that I had. Oh, okay. So even then, half and half is a little better. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it just depends. Like, I'm a big roux guy. You know what I'm saying? So I usually throw flour in the early stages. So I just kind of get that kicked in there. Nice. Thank you for saying that because I was wondering because mm-hmm. I, I started watching I started watching uh, Dave Ramsey talk. Not Dave Ramsey, sorry. Uh, Dave Gordon Ramsey, talk financial about, advisor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that too. Uh, Gordon Ramsay talk about like adding flour to your cream-based stuff because it makes it like thick or whatever. Yeah, and almost makes it velvety, right? Yeah, it gives it the the what you're looking for is it gives you that. So I think you had the right thing in mind. I think when you were thinking, take the salmon out, use the fat. 
what you would do is put whatever vegetables in there, get them all coated with that fat. And then you just sprinkle, you know, some flour, a couple of tablespoons in there and let that kind of cook off a little bit. And then you add the half and half, and then that'll, you know, kind of incorporate and then it'll thicken with everything. And then if you wanted the salmon in there, I would recommend doing it very last minute, maybe yeah. breaking it apart, or if not, just keeping it whole, do the Alfredo on top. That's how most restaurants would do it as yeah. I uh, add on. But either way, I think it works. Because I was going to say, I, the reason I was like, I knew I did it wrong because I, like, I put it in too early and salmon is a, a delicate, like fish is delicate for the most part. Mm. So it, mm. it cooks faster mm. from my understanding, correct? It's very fast. Yes. So yes. when you, what if, if uh, it's, it's like, uh, what was I going to say? So, so if you're cooking, if, correct me if I'm wrong, if you're cooking something that's hard and dense, like potatoes or certain um, peppers, right, you might have to put that in first because it takes longer to soften, soften up, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, just time while, it right. While like something like spinach, you can put in last because it's light and it- Yeah, it cooks off very quickly. It cooks pretty quick, right? Or even or even onions for a while and, and like, I feel like garlic takes longer to cook than onions. Uh, actually, I, from my experience, I think garlic cooks the fastest. You're trying to get in a really like uh, specific area of garlic, especially uh, mm -hmm. unless you're trying to look for a specific flavor profile. You know, longer, it's a little more toasted, almost bitter. Uh, do it raw; it's a little more spicier. Uh, you get that little nice in between, nice little sweat. Uh, versus like a caramelized kind of thing, a little different too in subtlety. Uh, where onions, like the same deal, same things like garlic. It depends on what you're looking for. You want like the savory shit. Uh, you know, you get it to sweat, maybe a little caramelization. You want it sweet, full caramelization. Yeah, if you, you want, want it, if raw. you want to poke, yeah, you put it in very last. It's like yeah, boom, yeah, yeah. pop. Yeah. So I mean, you know, depending on what you're trying to achieve and you know whatever elements you like. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's all experimentation. It's funny how you walked into a soup, but. That's why to me, soup making is the most important, how to understand, like how to use texture. Um, it goes right into your sauces. I, if I was, a, you know, a betting man, I would put my money on, you know, learning just how to do soups. I mean, a lot of the times when you're in a kitchen, at least what I remember early on is, you know, dishwashing, prepping, and then just kind of being in charge of like soups and stocks and stuff. So you kind of learn methodologies of how to acquire taste through time and yeah. incorporating ingredients. It's, it's quite the art. But once you get that down, I mean, it's kind of like a, a bulletproof uh, skill set because then you're able to like maneuver and use a lot of your scrap stuff or being able to just build layer flavors uh, through other methodologies. And then you're able to do sauce work or, you know, like soups on the fly, uh, you know, shit like that. Like it's it's nice because I know that it takes time and then, you know, trying to learn the, you know, at what point you put the potatoes in. And this and that, like those things, you know, come as you continue to, you know, your, your culinary journey, which is nice. Cause the more reps you get, the more you start to just, it's a feeling now, you know, like, what it's, it's funny. Cause I still, I feel I, like there's sometimes where I'm doing good. And then sometimes I'm like, yeah, I'm still not, I guess I'm still not paying attention to the nuances of stuff, you know, you're talking about well, basketball, you talk about cooking, 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 you know what I'm saying? Like, um, and, and watch yourself, bro. Watch yourself. Respectful <laughs> son. You be a real disrespectful. Son. Hey, you, know, you got wearing that jersey right there. You know what I'm saying? Hey, hey you be a real disrespectful man. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm uh, no, like even even like when you're cooking or whatever, it's like sometimes I'm just, for the most part, I feel I feel like nothing's come out just terrible where I want to throw up and throw it away, hmm. right? 
but there's there's times where I'm like, oh, I could have done better. Actually, every time I do something, I'm like I could have done better. The only time I felt like I didn't was the first time I made that chicken, that the air fried chicken with the sauce on top, which was, I could have done better as in pairing back the salt. But when I had it, I was like, dang, this pops. Mm. Because I seasoned both the chicken and that, and it like was mm. super kind of overpowering from what I like right now. But it was good. But it was, yeah, it was, ah, it was to me, it was good. Yeah. You know, that's like, like the first time. <laughs> that's yeah, man. You are, is that like the first the, time you do something for, like yeah yeah like I, I, yeah your you're trying to chase shaking. it your your legs start shaking you know yeah. like, trying to, to chase my... that feeling man it's such emotions yeah. yeah when you yeah. accomplish that in your first bite it's always memorable man but that's the cool part is you've experienced it and now you know the level that you know that you've kind of set where that first you know, a lot of people would use that in their stories, you know, like, oh, I remember that first time I bit into my first dish and I, then I knew my potential. Then I knew, you know, that started my palate, like whatever you yeah. want to frame that to, because that really was what it is. It's a genuine experience. And the fact that you're aware of that and that kind of excitement, that's where you get into trying to decipher how to achieve that again. Like if somebody had your food, hopefully you could, you know, emulate that, you know, kind of. Uh, reaction to some degree because and whatever that is see and that's the the strange voodoo that you have to kind of figure out as you keep on cooking you know that that magic that you're able to do you know that nuanced like yeah. thing you know that's the I'm searching for the magic on that <laughs> so like, it, you know, like you mean like the like the the adobo I made I was just like I we, we discussed it already but I'm like Oh, man. You know what I'm saying? I really felt like I was like, oh, I could have done better. Oh, it's all good, man. It was, but, it was but tasty. It, but it, but it was it like yeah, like I said, it's not like it wasn't like you're going somewhere and be like, oh, let me throw up or whatever. <laughs> you know, rarely, sure. rarely those times, man. I'm 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 pretty low standards. You know, I'll eat fucking garbage food. <laughs> I mean, I ate garbage food like for a lot of my fucking years of my life. So I'm like, whatever. But I mean, I do, you know, uh, respect anybody who's 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 cooking out there. It's it's quite the interesting journey, um, but it's cool though because um, I think it is important. So I, doing it is cool. I will definitely say, as of late, like sometimes I'd rather just cook something than go out and eat. Man, that's like a hundred percent. And what I mean, like, it's like for the most part, I'm like, I could just do something that's good. But and I can man and I can monitor the amount of salt I have in there. So that I could pair it with vegetables that I want to eat, you know, opposed to sometimes like just going in there and even though the place I'll go to, I'm getting more selective. It's still super good. It's just uh, like it's it's that 10% better or what the nuance, the 10% or 20% better isn't worth the price anymore for me right now. Mm. But like what I mean is like, like it, it'll be an occasion to go out, but for the most part now it's like, what I'm doing is edible and good enough. Like not like like it's like good enough. It's it's like eighty percent or seventy yeah. percent. You know, yeah. That's how I feel at least with even the adobo, even though I could have done better. You know. Hey, but that's you're building the repertoire, man. I think that's that's like you said earlier in the conversation when we were talking about uh, you know, fast food and stuff like that. Like yeah, that eating out in general is a privilege. So I think where our generation kind of it became commonplace to just eat out some people every day. You know. Uh, now with the advent of you know food direct to you it's like um there's a large percent of people that just get shit delivered 
you know, so well, that's just what it is. Hopefully, because of that, everybody swims upstream and people there's this revolution of people continuing to, you know, dabble into food knowledge and food cooking. I don't know what the right answer is, but I think in food, you could really find a lot of things about, you know, your likes, dislikes, taste and, you know, preferences and shit. It's important. You know, it's the shit yeah. you put in your body. <laughs> I've always made this argument before in, in, in other you know talking points with other people. It's like no one ever really pays attention, you know. Uh, the information's out there to, you know, draw your own conclusions, but it's, it's such an interesting topic, uh, but it's something that really doesn't really hit the, the, the populace in, in the talking point. I, I think it's, it's crazy. You know, everybody's worried about some other shit. I'm like, yo, man, just the very things you're eating. And I don't know, like I said, there's a, there's a different opinions, but just to be aware of you know where it's sourced from and stuff like that it's 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 not something that needs to be like oh look my selling point is fresh farmed and you know free range it's like yeah man that's all just buzzwords like farm to fork like motherfucker, what, what was it before not not that like who's <laughs> do something different like yeah yeah do we have to it, say it like no, what are you it, about? it was it was farm to butcher to spatula I mean, a motherfucker's getting no like hind quarter of a fucking beef on their plate. Like, here you go, hind quarter. You cut, you cook it. There you go, farm to fork. Yeah. Like, nope, there's processes that go on to get it to my. But I mean, it's this rebranding of food here. But I like city of oh, trees well. personally. So that's just me. Oh, oh yeah, come on, we should never took that way. That's like I'm, you already know I'm not gonna change that one. City of trees was yeah, man. more more perplexing than farm to fork. It's like uh, what. City, but city of trees is interesting because why name that second? I mean, I, I get there's a lot of trees, but there's a lot of like new trees. They're not like old trees. You know what I'm saying? Like you know when you go out to you know like a uh, mirror woods or something, you're like these fuck these are fucking trees right here. Like I look up and I'm like, oh yeah, this shit could get dark really quick. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But in Sacramento, city of trees, everything just been planted within like the nice last ten years. <laughs> like yeah. So why is it called city of trees? Just because you guys planted a lot of them? <laughs> like, is that the name? Well, the only other thing I can think of is, like, also, uh, because there's no airflow or whatever goes on, like, allergies in Sacramento are terrible. Yeah, man, the only place I think was, like, don't, the only thing I think was worse is when I went out to Napa, and I was, like, I was effed up going out to Napa. Oh, because you get that wind, too, and you're kind of, like, in the little elevation. Yeah, the little <laughs> elevation, and all it is is, like, supposedly great. Supposedly, I think what I've heard is Napa has good, like, land and soil out there. That's why they do a lot of winery and other stuff. So it's like, it's just all that, all up in my face. All up in my face. <laughs> Dude, we live in a dust bowl, man. We live, we're wedged between two mountain ranges, and we're just in the valley. <laughs> like, and uh, we get cool weather, but everything just circulates where we're at. And it's very fertile, so there's a lot of shit growing out here. Yeah. It's just all up in the ether and in the air. I'm like... It's strange, man, for this, you know, this state to be brand new and just have all this shit. Like, you know, a lot of people compare California to like, you know, French, you know, fucking mountainsides and shit. Like it's the, the the top of the top. There's a reason why we have, you know, wine. We're wine country or we're, we're wine state. You know, yeah. Napa is like up there, you know, uh, all the restaurants are being, you know, recognized as time goes on. And strange place, you know, very uh, multi-ethnic you know, a lot of different things to do just in the state and let alone in California and also happens to be the capital of California, which is yeah. even crazier. 
do you I, I think there was another city that was capital of California four. Really? I, I won't it would probably be somewhere like uh, Bakersfield or something. <laughs> Hood. Hood, oh, Franklin. Okay. <laughs> the California Supreme Court issued in 1980, uh, or 1854 decision that San Jose was the legal state capital from April 50, uh, 19, 1854 to January 1855. The state courts and courts of archive were located in San Jose. So somewhere it went from... San Jose to Sacramento. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you, 1908, 19, early 1900s, it went to Sacramento for some reason. This is this. Uh, I don't know how true it is. I just want to see on this date, 19, in 1854, Sacramento became the cap, California capital. So, 1854, while it was still capital of San Jose, it was also Sacramento? <laughs> yeah, so I don't, I don't know where, where it was. And, yeah, what are you and, on, like wikipedia.org? No, I'm on, I'm on Google, but then I went to KCRA. Three and it says on this date, um, it was February 1854. California state legislators decided it was time to designate what would be the permanent capital for the state of California. Well, sort of. Hmm. Well, we got to why. So yeah, but anyway, there is a point there where, where cap Sacramento wasn't the capital for a short time. So it was like bouncing around before it came. So we built that Capitol building, not even being the capital of California. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know what the rules are. Maybe you know, like it's a, it's like like people who. I mean, think about this though. I know you're you're trying to play the whole like theory thing, but they play basketball in different arenas before they build an arena. Sometimes, like think about think about like when New Orleans was going somewhere, they were playing in Oakland, Oklahoma for a while. People play in different arenas before arena is fully built. I can see sports for sure. You know, so but being so a government entity like that's that's just different for me. I I, I can see the arena idea because it's like yeah, sports okay associated with arenas, sure. But like you know, governance. So do we really got to build like you know church looking buildings for governance? Oh well, yeah. I mean, like I said, yeah, it's got to take a humanities class that brings up why a lot of it is based off of Roman architecture. A lot of it is the design, it's the whatever, like... But did the Romans come here and build it, or we just found plans and were able to build it? I just think, I, I, what I believe is what I believe, right? Most people go, in the olden days, they go to certain places for training, right? Like, for instance, even though it's more evolved now, top-end chefs sometimes go out to France to cook, right? So there's a location that people go off, go to and they learn the designs of, you know, architecture or whatever. And then they incorporate those designs and they get back. That's my, my theory too. And at the time, because Roman was such a was such a large thing, they, they ran they, they they ran the world for a very long time. You know, depending on how you look at it, I mean, now this is me spitballing right here. Why don't you mimic something like that? You know what I mean? Like a lot of people mimic greatness and and how they try to do stuff or the design. Like that's that is my theory to it because you you, you can see that this is a design thing. You know. Now, every every so often we see, like when you look at homes. 
in the 50s and 60s or design of homes. There was a nasty flower color or wall, uh, wallpaper in the 70s for a minute, you know? It's funny because it's wallpaper, it looked like the wallpaper went away and now it's coming back in the regular too. People are like, wallpaper, because like, forget it, this is just easy. It's strange how it is making a comeback. Yeah. And, and that's what I'm saying. It's like there's design or even fashion design language for a while that, that people take and then bring back or they, whatever, you know. I even looked into fashion. I mean, the storylines are just as wonky as, you know, buildings, to be honest, to me. Like Story Louis Vuitton, that shit sounds stupid. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Actually, it's funny that, like, I, I think I was hearing something about Louis Vuitton and kind of weird how, like, how we still support him. Because I wanted to say some of it was during World War, like a little bit before that, they were doing travel bags, very secure travel bags or whatever. Um, and somewhere down the line, it got lost, but I, I, wanted, or I, I lost what the point was of Louis Vuitton, but they were making very sturdy travel bags. And then they created that design so you can know it was authentic by them, Louis Vuitton. And then I think there was somewhere in, in the, the World Wars where there's a lot of, there's actually a lot of fashion that we use that was kind of designed from World War uh, II and also designed by German designs that we still, in a weird way, as much as people may or may not like Nazi, we still utilize. NASA, uh, chef uniforms, all that shit. <laughs> uh, I want to say, I want to say, yeah, some, some, some of the, yeah, Volkswagen <laughs> was the Volkswagen, which supposedly was designed by Hitler, you know? And it's, it's kind of funny because so many so many people supposedly got arrested for war crimes and things that they did 20, 30 years ago, right? Which sometimes I I I I I, I don't know. I want your opinion on it. I, I feel weird about that, right? When you're a part of a country and you create war crimes because you're in the military and you're following rules, and then all of a sudden, 30 years later or 40 years later or whatever it was, they come and arrest you for war crimes that happened years ago. And you're like, I was just following orders. Mm-hmm. You bring up a very good point, my friend. I think about that as well, because there's the Nazi idea, and then there's the soldiers that carried out the orders. Mm-hmm. So are we only getting, you know, top-end soldiers, or are we getting the people that are masterminding this? Are you well, most likely you, you, you're, you're getting mastermind, but it was a weird part because there's certain things, like even in certain parts of our military, where if you don't agree with the master of the mastermind, like, okay, for instance, if someone doesn't agree with our president in a war statement for the most part, unless somebody deems them outside that he's not right, then you are, you're tried for treason. Okay, so imagine you're, you're dealing with Hitler, all right? And you don't agree with what Hitler does, but because he created an iron fist on everything, that the, even the, the the other checks and balances that might be used against him, he put fear in that. You kind of follow because you've seen other people die from it. You know, so it's. I think there's a. I want to say that. There's a movie called Valkyrie with with uh, Tom Cruise that talked about that. Not surprised. <laughs> yeah, Tom, Tom Cruise on it, right? Yeah. Come on, man. 
that's a, it's such a fascinating topic to be honest i'm not super well versed in it i mean on the outset uh you know i'm more of the question everything i think at this venture of my life so i look at that like i think it's just there's a lot it's more a lot more complex um, i think there's a lot of different things going on uh and i think it's forever going to live in mystery what that is but i i would encourage people to look into it for themselves you know just kind of figure out you know if you're interested in looking into it you know whatever side of it but the 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 germany side especially only because there's so many links to you know uh german um influence in a lot of our programs of uh, like space exploration science engineering shit like that so yeah they were they were they were meant for you know, obviously the, the people from germany were the ones that happened during the war yeah no, that, that migrated over you know? no for real that's why I'm kind of like, uh, it's it's a strange thing because I've heard of that before. Someone introduced me to that. There's like, yeah, is it the soldiers? Is it the the mastermind behind it? How many other people within that circle? You know, like, it's so it's shrouded in so much mystery. Um, and as the internet continues to you know pass on information uh, from yeah. all different sides, it's definitely going to make the argument a little more grand. Um, but I don't, depending on how many people are interested in it, but it is fascinating nonetheless, only because that's one of the few topics out there that's very taboo to talk about because it's such a, uh, a trigger warning type subject, you know, on any level, if you say Nazi, if you say Hitler, if you say Jewish people, this, or da, 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 it's such a hot button topic. You just, people really avoid it at all costs. So I mean, there's a lot of German people that are embarrassed and don't want to bring up, talk about like, yeah, they don't want to talk about it. I, I wanted to say at one point they didn't bring it up in certain things in Germany where they're like, oh, we just don't want to talk about this. Yeah, I mean it's strange because we still hold that over for some reason uh, on certain days. Anyways, it's like a something that's recognized or uh, it's it's just funny. The story is funny, and I only say story because you know I think about other people that would be linked to somebody of that stature. You know, like in uh, what's that called? Like um. You know, Adolf Hitler's like, oh, one of the worst, man. You know, and then in modern day history, you could make an argument for, you know, the 9-11 situation, right? Mm -hmm. Like, dude, that's some of the crazy shit. The crazy part about both of those is there's still people out there looking for Hitler's body. They're still trying to find Ava Braun and that motherfucker, right? There's still mm -hmm. people out there searching. <laughs> With Osama Bin Laden, it was like, hey, man, let's just throw this fool in the ocean because let's respect yes. his wishes. <laughs> like, I'm like, okay. Yeah, yeah.